Welcome to the Grace Church Conversations podcast, a weekly resource to help you apply Sunday to Monday. I'm Jared, and I'm here with Bob Hughes. Hi, Bob. How are you? Hey, buddy. What's going on? We're we're doing technology together here. Yeah. This is pretty cool. Who doesn't love doing technology together? It's fun. You obviously love doing (laughs) technology. I do not love technology. I, I feel like I don't know as much as... I would like to know, but I guess that's all of us. <laughs> I, I don't need to know. I just need a friend who knows. You're, you're my friend. I'll be your friend. <laughs> cool. Well, how are you feeling today? I'm doing great. Yeah, very good. Well, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah. I, I appreciate uh, just you you bringing the word on, on Sunday. It was just so helpful. So you just did a great job. And Thank you, I bud. think it was really meaningful for our church. And um, so, but oh, I'm excited that you're here on the podcast. Yeah. Thanks this so is much. your first time, right? This is my first time. Yeah. Oh, just man. learning how to do it. You're kind of gluing wings on me and trying to <laughs> teach me how to fly on this thing. No, so not we'll, at all. No. we'll enjoy the process. Uh, it's going to be great. Well, I figure, you know, uh, you are out of all the guys on staff here, I think have you know, you don't get as much opportunity to be behind a mic. Uh, and so I thought it'd be fun to talk a little bit just about you. So I let agree. me ask you some questions. What's your favorite color? Um, I think I, I think I like uh, bright colors. So I go for, I think I go for the bright blue. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like a sky blue, maybe. I don't. If you want to get me into uh, <laughs> subtle nuances Here, of color, this I, color I, wheel I'm just not going you there. You can select. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, next question. My wife could tell you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> next question. <laughs> if you could be any animal for a day, <laughs> what animal would oh, you choose to, well, th- to be? Th- that's easy. My dad used to say if, uh, and I mean, obviously this is a joke, uh, that if reincarnation's real, that he mm-hmm. wants to come back as a dog in his house. <laughs> So his I'd, dogs are well I'd treated. I said the same thing. I mean, we talked about Buddy the Wonder Dog on Sunday, and if I could come back as Buddy, that that dog <laughs> lives like no dog. He's a dog's dog. Yeah, oh, the He's luxury got it of going. the dog. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, we talked for a little bit, and you mentioned that you have a favorite restaurant. So let me preface this. Well, you question asked with, me what my favorite food was. That's right. So what's your favorite food, and then tell us about a restaurant that is your favorite well, restaurant. Yeah, b- because of there, is, my, my grandparents uh, retired down in Sarasota, Florida, mm-hmm. and then my folks did as well. So. We have a light, our family has kind of a lifetime of memories going down for spring break or okay. Christmas break or whatever down to nice. down to the beach in Sarasota, Florida. And there is this place called the Columbia, Ooh. which is a uh, Cuban restaurant. Okay. That and sounds great. It's fantastic. So if, it, I mean, it would be our entire family's number one. If we say, hey, where would, if you could go anywhere and eat anywhere. We'd go to the Columbia. Really? And, oh yeah, they have this chicken and yellow rice, which is Ooh. stupid good. Oh, that's or paella, Ooh. plantains, you know, sweet and yummy, oh, that sounds great, and all kinds of other stuff. But that's a favorite. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Well, very cool. Well, but that's not a good. That's not an easy uh, kind of food to just find handy. There's not a good Cuban. Place that's true. If corner. people were, if people listening to this were wondering, oh, I need food recommendations. Yeah. For here Local. in Texas. I'm, it's a total strikeout. I'm sure they have to have it. Yeah. There, there's something around here somewhere, but just, I don't know, look up pork fat uh, on Google and it, it'll, something will come up. <laughs> okay. But how about this? Let's say that someone isn't able to get to Sarasota right now, but, oh, okay. Let's ask you this, Bob. If you couldn't go to Florida, but you had to pick a restaurant to eat at or a food oh. to eat here in, here in uh, DFW, what would you pick? I don't know. 
Meat. Meat. Barbecue. <laughs> steak, I guess. You sure. That, that works. Do you like any, uh, you know, is, is are you a barbecue kind of guy? Do you like, uh, you know, are you a brisket guy or anything we're, like we're that? We're mostly home barbecue kind of stuff. Yeah. We, don't, we don't do a lot. I mean, we've got a unique situation with Sharon's limitations. So we're, yeah. we're not out, uh, you know, doing date night out a lot. It's more, it's more bring in kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, that, the Hughes household knows how to do fatty meats quite well. <laughs> and uh, So your so, suggestion would be stop relying on restaurants and yeah, learn to come do to it my really place. well. Come on to my place <laughs> and, and we'll, we'll barbecue at our place. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Very cool. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. Um, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be over shortly to eat at your place. Um, I thought it'd be helpful. You are in a unique kind of role here at the church, you know, uh, compared to, you know, Craig and, and Rob and, and Caleb. You are kind of a, a part-time uh, elder, but you're also the rest of your time in the marketplace. Uh, would you share a little bit about that? I think most people don't don't sure. quite realize what that looks like and sure. that, you know, you are not a uh, profound specimen, but it's, it's pretty common for... Uh, for pastors to to be working both in the church and out of the church these days, and so I thought you might sure if you would I, share on that. I mean, I, I I'm fortunate in that I I really do pretty much work full time for the church. The the uh, you know I, I've the Lord's been very kind to me. I've got my oldest son and a and a wonderful team of guys that are all better people than me that that run the day to day of our of our business, which has freed me up to to for the most part uh, serve the church full time. But very cool. uh, but. Oh, I think there's just a lot of advantages to to uh, having a perspective of both worlds where, yeah. you know, I kind of refer to myself as being one leg up to the hip in the local church and the other leg up to the hip in the marketplace. And yeah. I, th- I just think that's the way life ought to be for everybody. And mm. uh, so it's it's fun. You know, pastors can have uh, liabilities in that, you know, their, their whole paradigm can be pastoral related stuff and yeah. and that which is awesome you you want their whole paradigm to be there they're caring for the church and equipping the saints doing all that wonderful stuff uh, the challenge with that though is there's probably only one or two people per hundred that are going to be doing that in right. a local church which means the majority 98% of folks may have significantly different callings day to day. And yeah. so the the challenge for pastors is not to try and recruit everybody to the 2% uh, you know, uh, job description, but to come alongside the 98% in, yeah. in the variety of their vocations, whether it's at home as moms and uh, wives or uh, in the marketplace as women and men and uh, just the varied areas that God's entrusted to us. Yeah. So, but it's a lot of fun. I, I, I really, I love my role and... Uh, it's it's a privilege to be able to serve the church here. I couldn't be more uh, happy to be with the men that I serve with, and uh, I am a blessed guy. The, yeah. the The line is the the line for the most blessed man on earth starts behind me. So get in line. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, I I don't know how much people have gotten to talk to you or kind of hear. Um, a little bit, and and this is kind of a curveball. I didn't tell you I asked this, but could you talk a little bit about how you came to be at Grace Church? 
Oh yeah. Well, oh boy, oh boy. Did I just open? It? Well, you just yeah. There's <laughs> open story the, there's, time there's, with yeah, Bob. Story time, and and this this story is wrought with with uh, you know all kinds of diversion stories. It, it really, could, it could be an evening. Yeah, but in a nutshell, and this is a wild one. This this doesn't you know this doesn't happen to me every every day. But I actually the Lord actually spoke to me mm. and told me to come. I was at a I was at a worship conference. Okay, here's oh, it's a it's <laughs> a long story, but in a, in a nutshell, mm-hmm. I was at a worship, worship conference, yeah, and I was aware of the church plant. Actually, had a uh, a man on our team who was wondering about um, being a part of the church plant, and and Craig was speaking at this conference. Craig and I knew one another from a variety of different contexts. We ended mm-hmm. up uh, grabbing lunch and enjoying being together and making fun of some of our common friends. It was a lot, a really great time, and. Uh, so, and I ask about uh, this friend of mine's consideration to come be a part of the church plant, and, and it was no more in my mind than the man in the moon. It, it mm-hmm. just was, wasn't at all. And, but on the last night of the conference, and again, I don't wake up in the morning and the Lord says, blue socks, or, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, whatever it may be. Right. But uh, the last night of this conference, we're in the middle of our singing time, and here's, I'm t- I can tell you, this is, this is uh, you know, uh, 16 years ago, I can tell you word for word. Mm. It says you're moving to Dallas, and you'll be involved in multiple church plants from there. Mm. And I leaned over in the middle of this, this is in the middle of singing or worshiping everybody, you know, the presence of the Lord's thick like pea soup, just beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful time. And uh, I lean over to my friend Sandy, who was with me at the conference, <laughs> who's a pilot for uh, United Airlines. And I said, brother, I, I just had a hot, when we get out of here, I've got, to, I've got to, you need to hold me either, either that's, you know, too much pepperoni pizza from dinner or, or I just heard from the Lord. And, uh, so anyway, there was a, quite a thorough process of getting counsel, yeah. and, uh, bouncing it off my, my pastor in Virginia beach where we were at the time yeah. and talking to our family and all of that. And, but it really just seemed every which way to be a green light that we were supposed to do. And so we, anyway. That, oh, that, that's that, cool. Isn't that a crazy story? Yeah, that's awesome. So, I mean, honestly, I don't. I, I, the danger in telling that kind of story is people think, "Oh, yeah, you just hear the voice of the Lord." I mean, mostly God speaks through His Word and, and yeah. in our hearts with you know just a sense of faith and peace. But that one, I got an audible, mm. and uh, so I'm you know all I can figure is the Lord. Uh, just doesn't trust me to uh, to make major decisions, and so he supernaturally <laughs> intervenes to be sure I I catch it. Yeah, that's. And I'm glad. Yeah, that's been a consistent pair of mine around big decisions. Is like, I'm really stupid. So like, we all can are, you help? Buddy. <laughs> Nobody does good alone. So even oh, even man. with the uh, you know the kind of unique. Uh, sense of of God's voice on that one. There was still a very thorough process mm-hmm. of talking with family, talking yeah. with you know pastoral leaders, people who knew me, being sure that you know my backside was covered. And uh, yeah, it was a joy to see not only you know kind of the witness of the Lord, but also the details and the confirmation, and the thumbs up from people that that really matter. It's really so, cool. but it's cool to you know th- that kind of a thing. It just gives you great confidence. That, yeah, that for sure. You know, I, I know I'm supposed to be here. I don't absolutely I'm not wondering or wavering. Or, right. Yeah. Did I make a wrong decision? No way. Did I miss out on something? That's great. I'm in up to my eyeballs, man. (laughs) So you said that was 16 years ago, and then uh, we're coming up on what, 13? Is it 13 years? 14. 14 years? Uh Uh-huh. So it was... I think we're coming up on 15. Is it 15? It may be. But anyway, I I may be wrong, but it's it's in there. Yeah, I'm probably wrong 13, 14, 15 for sure. That's pretty amazing. 
It that's is very amazing. cool. Well, that's great. Yep. Well, thanks for sharing on that, man. Yeah. Um, well, why don't we move into, uh, we've got two things we want to talk about uh, related to the sermon. Um, before we get there, let me remind you guys, uh, feel free to text in your sermon-related questions to 469-573-2920. And uh, we're always looking forward to reading those and getting those answered here on the podcast. And uh, well, Bob, you, you preached on Psalm 1. Open yes. that up for us on Sunday. That was really helpful. And so there are kind of two two uh, places that I thought we could talk about here on the podcast. I think it would be really helpful to, to kind of consider. The first is this, that you made a point on Sunday to clarify that, you know, blessing and prosperity, it, you know, it says blesses the man and uh, who blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, in all he does, he, pro- blah, he prospers. Blah, blah, blah. No, 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 that's not what I really? don't mean to say is blah, blah, blah. I'm summing it up. <laughs> <laughs> that was me speaking really quickly. And okay. Some, yeah. Uh, if you're not careful, you're going to say yada, yada, yada. Oh, uh, I don't want to say that. <laughs> okay. But, but on Sunday, you, you uh, made a point to clarify that blessing and prosperity, uh, they it doesn't necessarily mean health and wealth. Um, could you no. help us navigate that practically is, you know, I think we're all sure. consistently battling the the influence of the surrounding culture of Frisco yeah. and the world at large that's saying like, hey, you're supposed to be out there, you know, making money for yourself and having the big sure. house and doing all these different things. That's true. I, th- I think, uh, yeah, we live in Frisco, Texas, don't we? It means yeah. that uh, everybody is extended to the max. They're trying to live as big as they can. They're trying to fill in their time with many, many things and mm. uh, try and hold it all together. You know, we, uh, the world's narrative, we did, that was our, our topic on Sunday is the battle for the narrative. And yeah. our, the, the narrative of our cul- culture is that the definition of prosperity is an abundance of money, an abundance mm. of possessions, yeah. uh, independence from uh, other folks, that's being a, able, that's a big one. able to be a solitary sure. person that mm-hmm. doesn't depend on other people. And, uh, you know the the secular idol of prosperity is is uh, is a, a cruel taskmaster. Mm. Uh, the price that we pay for that uh, in in many many situations of both husband and wife working full time jobs in order to pay that mortgage and live in that extra sweet house and uh, you know send Billy and Buffy to sports and to dance and to speech and debate and travel and you know, conference in Disney World or, you know, all of those things, yeah. uh, it, it, it's really demanding. Mm-hmm. And it it can, uh, you know, some folks, uh, let's hear for folks that can juggle that and maintain their priorities and seek first the kingdom and maintain, like I said, you know, one leg up to the hip in the local church and the other leg up to the hip in the marketplace and yeah. the responsibilities of life. But it's a challenge. And you, you see the... Uh, you see the result of it in in uh, people's inability to make really some of the most the more important uh, decisions. Mm-hmm. The things that matter most sometimes can slip through the cracks. Yeah. And the I, I think we I think as we become more um, gospel informed people, as the realities and the beauty of the kingdom of God. Uh, starts to uh, infuse into our souls and our thinking. And uh, we start to understand, I think, that that prosperity is not, it has nothing to do with consuming. Mm. Real prosperity has to do with our increased ability to be a blessing and a service mm. and a, a source of life and resources to other people. It's more blessed, the blessed life, it's more blessed to give 
than it is to receive. And, and unfortunately, the, the snare of Frisco culture and the snare of, of the, the idols of our culture, stuff and bigger house and bling and whatever, you know, all, all that stuff, it, it can really rob us of what matters most. And, yeah. and, and we end up uh, being strapped where, you know, everybody wants to be generous. Yeah. Everybody wants to help where there's a challenge. Everybody wants to hear about that that need and say, hey, I'm in. I'll, I can help with that thing. Yeah. But unfortunately, we make decisions that um, they just rob us of, mm. our, of our potential to be generous, both generous in our finances mm-hmm. and generous in, in our time. Uh, generous in, in all ways. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think we need a new definition of what prosperity is. Prosperity yeah. is an overflowing life and it's, 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 it isn't an, uh, it isn't a consuming life. It isn't, it isn't this vast sucking sound of mm. con- uh, consumption. It, it's an overflow of love, generosity, skill, help, where we, we take all of the amazing gifts that God's entrusted to us, and we we learn how to develop them. We learn how to make the most of them. We yeah. we learn how to make the most of our money, to make the most of our time, to make the most of our skills, but not just to promote ourselves, but to but to be a source of life and blessing to our city. There's a uh, this is totally stealing, you know. Uh, <laughs> so it, I, you know, I say all the time, I've never had an original thought in my life, which is abs- That's an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> but Tim Keller, I love Tim Keller. Everybody oh, enjoys yeah. Tim Keller, but yeah. he does a fantastic teaching on um, oh the verse that uh, oh here's yeah this verse that when the righteous prosper, the city rejoices. Mm. And uh, what's the address of that one? I'll tell you here in a second. It's Proverbs eleven ten. Okay. When the when the righteous prosper, the city rejoices. And you think, well, wait, how is that? If the if there's this group of people in the city that, uh, you know, they're just doing well, they're they're making money, they're they're growing in influence, they're, you know, they're the power brokers brokers in the city. Normally, you think for the it's the rich get richer and the poor get poorer, and right. you're just going to have. Uh, conflict and jealousy and resentment and Mm. complaining. But no, wait a minute. There's something about this righteous person that isn't at all like that. Yeah. There's there's something about them, and the um, and again this this is Keller's teaching. I'm I'm just stealing it, but uh, he refers to the word who the, the righteous are. The Hebrew word is the setakim. And the word for the the sedekim, the righteous, is the definition is someone who uh, sacrificially uses their platform, their influence, their relationships, their resources, their money for the good, uh, the common good mm. of of the city. Yeah, uh, that they're they're a source of life, not. A source of uh, you know just ta- taking in the city. Mm. So anyway, I just think that 
I think we just need a new definition, yeah. totally new definition, where we're not just so. And I, let's hear for promotions. Let's hear for let's hear for people excelling in their job. Yeah, come on, I'm all about it. Yeah. But what is the end of all of that? Right. Is it just that the the end of it is it's a story of me? Yeah. Or is our life integrated into a kingdom vision yeah. of seeing Jesus uh, transform our city and our world? Mm. And how does God want to take? The, uh, the gifts he's put in me, the resources he's entrusted to me, how does all that stuff play into it? That's and, and that's where, you know, we need to, to, to uh, intentionally in, look through, we need to imagine, we t- you talked about that word on Sunday, to, to reimagine what gospel life looks like when we look at our money, mm. when we look at our time, what's gospel stewardship of our yeah. time, what's... So anyway, I'm, that's really good. I'm, I'm man. rambling a bit. No, now. not at all. No, that was super helpful. I I like that you were talking about the definition of words. It's almost, I, I think when we struggle with things like that, where you know something in scripture says something about prospering or something like that, it's very much like we're we are sometimes in the habit of we open our Bible, we look at a word, and then we go to our culture and ask them, what does this word mean in this in this verse? And mm-hmm. I just kind of like how you're helping us redefine that in our mind, that it's not about consumption. It's about uh, overflowing no matter how much you have, maximizing sure. whatever you have, no matter if it's small, no matter if it's a lot, but it's all for the glory of God to yep. bless those around you. I, I like that. That's really helpful. Life, real life is up and out. Mm. Up for the glory of God, out for the good and joy of others, and yeah. uh, that's and the Lord takes care of us. We yeah. make the, Him our priority, and others our priority. That, that person's invaluable. A person mm. that that works and lives and serves for the glory of God and the good of the people around him, uh, you 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 can't find that guy, the, those people. Yeah. Uh, that's a beautiful, valuable person. Th- yeah. That person gets promoted. That person. Excels, Yeah. So anyway. That's good. Well, um, let's move on to the second one. So um, uh, here we go. Well, I appreciated specifically you drew attention to verse two of Psalm one as you were going through. um, And it says of the of the person who who is meditating on the law of the Lord, of the one who is um, who is seeking uh, the Lord, it, it says here in verse two, it says, his delight is in the law of the Lord. And and you kind of camped on that idea of delight quite a bit on Sunday, and that was really helpful to hear. But I was just thinking, even for myself, I struggle with this. The reality for many of us is that maybe we don't delight in God's law. Maybe we don't delight in his word. And it's interesting because we're, we're going through a year of, of reading scripture together, trying to get everyone on a, on a, Wonderful. a scripture reading plan and stuff. <clears throat> Um, but the reality is that for some of us, and, and maybe for a lot of us, maybe it's off and on, we all struggle with this probably, um, but it can be a struggle to get into the scripture to say like, I gotta, I gotta read this, this amount today. And it, and it becomes kind of this, um, this chore rather than saying like, I delight in the word of God. I loved how you were talking about that on Sunday of really thinking about the word delight. Do, do we, can we really say we delight in the law of the Lord? Mm-hmm. Can you can you talk briefly about how someone might grow in this area? How can uh, we grow in our love for the Word of God to the point that we can say that we we delight in the law of the sure. Lord? Yeah, I think that um, the whole these issues are tied together. They really mm-hmm. are because um, it's just like any other relationship. To the degree I, I spend time with Sharon and we have conversation and. We know, you know. I, I thought I loved her when I married her, but I mm-hmm. love her way more now than 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 that. I didn't know much about her when I married her. I knew she was a doll, uh, 
you know, and I knew I liked what I saw and mm. not only her beauty, but also who she was as a person. Yeah. But I love her way more deeply now. And that all comes from knowing her. Mm. And the only, you know, if we didn't spend time together, I'm never going to know her very deeply. And my, my love and uh, delight in her wouldn't, it, it only grows proportionate to the, the awe of what I see in this wonderful person. It, it's the same way in our relationship with the Lord, if we're so busy, if we're, if we just can't take time for the relationship, I mean, honestly, we just need to nuke some stuff. Mm. If if we don't have time to meet with the Lord Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the one who created the world, who created you, who has His purpose, He's our King. Yeah, He is our Lord. He is our Father. He's all of these things. He wants the whole point of being a Christian is not just believing something; it's being led by our Father, knowing mm. Him, walking with Him, following His leadership. Yeah. If we don't have the time to be able to do that. What do you have to stop doing to make time for that? Yeah. We have to. Yeah. Or, or we're just going to be anemic Christians and we're never going to make the impact we're supposed to make. Mm. And uh, it, we'll, we'll wrap things up with regrets. We, we just don't, we don't want to do that. Yeah. So I think everybody's got to look around, do a 360 of their life and, and look at where their time is going yeah. and find a way to make, to seek first the kingdom of God, mm -hmm. to seek the king and um, to behold his beauty, to stop, to read his word, to pray, to turn our hearts toward the Lord, to to look face to face uh, with Jesus and to to behold his glory, his beauty. The, the only way that, that we can end up not delighting in the Lord is not looking. Mm. Uh, it means we're looking at something that we're just we're dopes. We're 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 thinking we're finding our delight in something that you know is just not going to last. Doesn't matter. We're we're tricked. So uh, you know, there's a great verse, Second Corinthians. We all know this, Second Corinthians five seventeen. If any man's in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone. Behold, mm. all things are new. Behold, that means stop. Look, look deeply, mm. uh, reimagine. There's that, <laughs> that yeah, word again. Yeah. I, I just think, uh, you know, we have to find time for that. Yeah. And uh, if we do, I think that the light comes very easy. I mean, is it really, is there anything more wonderful than Jesus? Is there, is there anything more beautiful than Jesus? Is there any person more amazing, more beautiful, more glorious, more holy, more wonderful, more loving, more full of delight and overflowing life than Jesus Christ? No, no. And if we don't know that, just we just need to stop the nonsense and, and prioritize yeah. him. Yeah, that's so. good. Well, it definitely, I mean, to your point, it definitely connects <laughs> with that previous question of when it comes down to, to prioritizing our lives around, you know, the value of me or the value of the glory of God and sure. and what he's doing. And so I think that's really helpful to, to kind of stop and think, you know, have I taken the time to delight? You know, we often say like, you know, I just, I, I feel disconnected from God. I feel like I haven't heard from him. And it's just sure. like, have you been reading his word? Cause sure. he's there wanting to meet with you, wanting to speak to you. And, um, and, uh, yeah, I also think it's an issue of sometimes we feel like we need to wait till we have the desire. And to your point, you're just saying like, no, dive in, do it and lead, lead your heart. Don't be led by your heart. 
uh, in saying that, you know, there are days where you don't have that desire. There are days where you can say in my sinfulness, I want to do what I want to do. Um, but you know, we're called to, to do, to make that an everyday commitment to seek God, to, uh, prioritize our life around what he's doing and, and who he is. Um, That's helpful. You you and I are both guitar players. Now you're you're an active <clears throat> guitar player with calluses on your fingers and and your chops are are still good. My I, I am a, <laughs> a, a I once was a guitar player that has beautiful guitars hanging on the wall in my office as as artwork <laughs> with no calluses on my finger. But you and you and I both know that uh, to be able to delight in playing. There had been a lot of years of mm. sitting down in our bedroom as teenagers with a guitar in our hand. I mean, I started with a tennis racket, dreaming that one day, day I'd have a guitar. Oh, really? Know? Oh, yeah. That's awesome. You know, p- p- playing Beatles or whatever it was, <laughs> looking in the mirror and being, yeah. uh, you know, John Lennon or Paul McCartney <laughs> or something like that, George Harrison. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, there, there's something about the... It starts off with discipline. The first yeah. time you play that guitar, I mean, your fingers are bleeding oh, or, or the, it's terrible. It yeah. hurts like crazy. Yeah. And somehow you come back the next day to pick that thing up and, oh, no, I'm going to push on those same spots again. But as you do it, you develop calluses and yeah. your fingers, you know, uh, stuff that I never dreamed I'd be able to play. I learned to play. And you get to a point where you're free and you're and you can delight in that gift. It's the same with any any gift any skill uh, there's there's a discipline that yeah. that is part of the process that leads to delight yeah uh, so that's for what good. it's worth yeah yeah no that's that's really helpful man well thanks again for uh, for preaching on Sunday and and uh, all the time that went into preparing for that it was really helpful um, as we're f- finishing up with this episode um, I did want to just remind everyone we've got classes starting up uh i'm really excited you're going to be teaching a class right i am i'm going to be teaching a class for grandparents how to excel in our grandparenting it's a topic that doesn't get addressed a whole lot Uh, there's just not a grandparents may not have a a real deep theology of their significance which Mm. is profound so i can't wait that's great yeah Yeah. you're right i i don't think i've ever heard of like a grandparenting class so come on i'm excited that's great um well uh, if you signed up for classes, come on out. If you didn't sign up for any of this first session, come out anyways, and we'll make we'll make it happen. Let's have a hot dog at six o'clock. Yeah, that's right. Hot dogs is it's come like on. a big family cookout. I'm excited about Beautiful. that. Beautiful. It's yeah. been a while since I've had a hot dog. Good, I mean, good hang. Even if you don't like hot hot dogs, if you got some dietary restriction, yeah, it's not about the hot dogs. It's about hanging his friends. So yeah, come, for sure. come at six. Yeah, bring your bring your whatever healthy. You know, bring your carrots and <laughs> your salad. Grain. Yeah, your your muffin or whatever the thing is. Whatever it is, cool. let's hang. That's yeah, what it's about. for sure. Very cool. Well, thanks again for for taking thank the time you, out of your evening and doing this. This is great. My pleasure, Jared. Thank you so much for just creating this context for people to think more deeply of, about the Sunday message and some of the ramifications. This wouldn't be happening without you. So thank you for your heart for you it, bet. your skill, all of this gear we're looking at here that you know how to make it make it work. <laughs> and so grateful for you. Welcome, behold the body of Christ. Nothing happens unless people step up and use their gifts. And you're, you're an example of that yeah, in a beautiful well, thanks, way. Man. Thank you. Very yeah. meaningful. 
Cool. Well, uh, as a reminder to you guys, if you have questions about the sermon, uh, feel free to text those into 469-573-2920. And we look forward to hearing from you and answering those questions here. Hope you guys have a great week. Bob, you have a great week. See you Wednesday. Yeah, that's right. See you guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.